Welcome back. Another episode, second again. The boys are here. Um, pretty big meeting coming up this week. There's a few good races in Adelaide, a few good races in Queensland as well. And there's a couple of little, just a little few features in Melbourne and Sydney as well that we, we might touch on a little bit later. Obviously joined by great mate, tipster, expert, and the, the man that loves the gravel tracks over in the, in the West, Jacko. First of all, before you say a single word. Here we go. I've so just we we're recording on a Wednesday night. It's about seven fifty. It's pretty chilly out. I've got the hoodie on. So as Jackson's got a nice sort of pullover jacket on, and this is the first time I've seen Jackson wearing what I would call circular spectacles. Um, talk us through it. What's going on, mate? Um, yeah, there's they're just frames. There's no lens in there at all. It's all just for the look. It's all for the aesthetic. So I'll tell you that, but. I've been told it, it ages me a bit. It makes me uh, look a little bit smarter. So any sort of advantage I can get, I'll take it, mate. But yeah, between you and me, it's just a, it's just a frame. There's no lens. Okay, cool. Um, there's a bit of Mr. Squiggle about you, I reckon. Um, yeah, we might have to get a photo up on the Instagram page. You're looking good. I like it. It's sharp. Although it's anti-aging, I think it makes you look a little bit wiser, mate. So I'm liking it. Um, I just wanted to make a quick mention just as we started. So on the weekend, we got to see one of our great mates. Um, we'll shout him out, Harry Karmas. We got to see him finish. He did a half marathon. So I don't know if anyone else out there that's listening was involved or had a friend involved in the half marathon, but it's one of those sports that I can't quite wrap my head around. But we got to see him sort of cross the line with 20 metres to go. Talk me through your thoughts when you watch these people run 21.2 k's around the city Jeez, it looked tough going and you know what was the sickest part about it the last little bit they had to run up was uphill like how how rude is that how disgusting but look harry top effort mate i don't know how you did it i don't know how you run for an hour and a half straight or 100 minutes whatever the hell it was in the end like I, thoroughbreds can't even do that so mate well done to you and all the best i gotta say it <laughs> It's just one of those things that I've just got immense respect for, but it's one of the things that I just could not see myself doing. To see that a couple of those people delirious as they ran over the line is just, oh, it's crook. And we wonder, you know, you look at these guys and how, how fucked they are basically at the 20Ks, and you look at these hurdle horses that run five and a half Ks, 600 kilo animals with a jockey whipping them on their back. No wonder they're bloody buggered by the last jump it's just i don't know it's sickening but look back to the mammals and that's where we sort of that's where we we do our best work it's great that we got down there and watched but our best work does happen with the horses we had um not not a great weekend on the weekend but some really exciting news jacko and i'll leave the floor to you for this but you've you've had one of the horses that you're a part owner in win a pretty big one yeah, that was massive, mate. My my voice is still a bit raspy from the weekend, but that was huge. Like massive thrill for, you know, you know, it was only the second horse I've uh, I've been involved in, so you know, super lucky. Not many people can um, say they've got a horse that has won a group race. So it was massive. Like the neighbours started coming outside and seeing if there was a domestic going on or something inside. Like I was <laughs> I was going berserk. Like, but look, massive effort from the horse. He's on to the English size, uh, not the English size, the BRC size in a couple of weeks' time. So I'll be headed up there and. Um, I'll be chiming in for the group ones and group twos. I wasn't there for any other starts, but happy to chime in now <laughs> now that he's got one on the board. But yeah, look, he's a, he's a horse that's always promised a lot, had a lot of talent, um, didn't quite put it together before Saturday, but mate, what a thrill. 
And what we should say is, so Swiss Exile, this horse is um, trained by Annabelle Nish and ridden by Sam Clippard on the weekend. Bloody tough. Like, it, it, it sort of led, got attacked at the, in the, in the, at the two or 300 and then found another length. So it's maybe it's a horse to keep a bit of an eye out for. And it's around that $8 mark, I believe, in all-in markets. Yeah, he's, he's thereabouts. Um, I think you might be able to get double figures if you look around enough. But yeah, we'll, we'll see how he goes. We'll just have to see if he can settle enough for that 1,400-metre trip. That's probably his big query. Absolutely. Very exciting for you, mate. So we'll, we'll continue to ride the journey there. So well done. Eagle, uh, not Eagle Farm this weekend. So we actually go back to Doombin, which is great. Um, it's looking like it's probably going to be pretty heavy again. Um, I know that they, they essentially cancelled the meeting last weekend and had to change it over to Eagle Farm. So it'll be interesting to see how the track plays. Hopefully a week off is good, but we'll, we'll kick it off in race four. So it's 1,100. Um, contemptuous, it's $2.60 favourite. Joy to Alls there with 550. Needorp is sevens. Shelby 66 is 10 bucks. Um, scratch from the Durban 10,000 on the weekend and runs in this, which looks quite a pretty weak affair, really. Um, Dr. Zeus is 12s, as is Simply Fly and Center Fire and a few extras are 20s plus. Um, looking at it on face value, you'd think wet, wet track, couple weeks between runs, you'd think Shelby 66 probably looks a bit overs at 10s. Potentially. I did read a few articles uh, during the week that he did have a bit of a setback. I think it was shin soreness or Achilles or something like that. Um, if anyone knows, correct us. More than happy. But um, I did see that potentially the horse might be spelled. So I think uh, old, old mate Danny Williams just copping a bit of stick during the week that how many times can you back up a horse and run it in one prep? He did cop a little bit of stick and he's had a bit to say back. So good on him. If they run again, he's going to be a chance, no doubt. But he has to get over that setback. That's probably the big thing. Um, as far as the map goes, this looked pretty messy, to be fair. There's a fair bit of speed in this one, and I think that might potentially bring the favourite contemptuous undone a little bit. I'm not sure if I want to be with that horse at 250, 260. It's drawn really wide here. It's the 15 of 16, and it's going to have to somehow find a cart across. If they settle back, it's probably no chance, so they're going to have to go forward and try to find a spot. So with that being said, I'm pretty happy to take it on. There is a really nice, lightly raced uh, five-year-old, actually. It's Joy to All. So Willie Pike has, has jumped on this thing. It has drawn the pole. So I hope that they're um, you know, not getting too far off the fence on the weekend. It will be a heavy 10. This is a horse that's building a nice little record. It's definitely got ability. If it's ready to go first up, I definitely want to keep it on side. It's had a couple of really nice trials. And if it can handle this heavy going, it's a horse I want to keep on side, definitely. The other horse as well that can make its own luck on the speed is Centerfire. Came out of that Written Beauty race last week. It's on the quick backup. Didn't have much luck there, but had a really good run first up. So back on the heavy deck again, it's on the quick backup, it's fit, it's third up, and that's the other horse I want to be with at those double figure odds each way. For sure. I didn't mind the look of joy to all as well. I want to give just a tiny push for Neardorp. Um, the horse is first up and does fly first up. It's eight starts for three wins and four placings. This is a horse that traditionally first up runs over sort of 1,000 metres or 900, and Tony Golan brings it straight into the carnival over 1,100 metres. So that sort of bit of intent there shows me that the horse is probably going okay. It's had a trial leading into it as well. Goes okay on the soft. I thought $7 was a reasonable price for Neodort. But, um, geez, I think if Shelby 66 was obviously going as well as it was a month ago, it, it looks an unbelievable place bet anyway, like 290 the place. Yeah, for sure. I think if I didn't read what I read um, during the week, I'd probably be with him on an each-way basis. But then again, that's probably why we're getting the price at the end of the day. 
Absolutely. Race five, it's the Magic Millions, Pam O'Neill Stakes, over 1,600. Um, we see a bit of a frustrating horse in April rain, so it's favourite. It's favourite every time the horse runs, it's favourite, um, but finds sort of mares and fillies grade here. So 380 at the top with J-Mac and Waller. Nudge, another Waller horse, is four bucks next line with Yamazaki, 550. Um, then Salik, Cafe Royal, they're 950 and 11s. Stolen Jade, 17s, and Adelise, and a couple of others. It's, it's a packed field. They've got 16 runners for this race. April Rain, like, I just... I, I find the horse really frustrating. I, I, I'm not one that's backed this horse every start, like I feel like a lot of people have. I feel like a lot of people have put a lot of trust into this horse. What do you think? Like, do you, is it the one? I think it, with, the, with April Rain, you get the Chris Waller tax and you also get the J-Mac tax on top. So... I think what happens is a lot of times people see that combo and they pile into the horse and you end up getting unders more often than not. So you've got to sort of take it on trust. It does have that sort of negative racing pattern where it has to get back and try and find the gaps and run on. In saying that, I didn't mind the race it came out of. Obviously, Yamazaki was out of that race as well. And I didn't think there was too much between them in their runs. Yamazaki just raced tight for room that day and was still pretty solid through the line. So at the prices, I'm probably happy to spec Yamazaki here. It's a wide open race and there's not much else that I can really make a case for. Cafe Royale might be hard to run down because it looks to get the lead on its own. But outside of that, I thought Yamazaki was an okay play, but realistically, probably a low confidence bet. For sure. I like a, another Waller horse. So one of the two that's not in the market. I actually like Salik. I thought it was a really, really good win at the Gold Coast. Um, I wasn't with it that day. I backed another horse in that race. Made up a ton of ground. I think it was ninth, tenth in the run and ended up over the top. Has a pretty nice soft record. Looks like they're probably going to get that eight or nine again. 950, Jimmy Orman Waller. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy to spec there. But as you said, it, it probably is a low confidence race. That They seem to have a lot of confidence in this April rain that it's going to eventually do something. So it's got to do something at some point. I wouldn't be surprised if it's this weekend. Eventually, and with that camp as well, with market confidence, it's you know eventually it's a it's a matter of time with them. Absolutely. Um, race six, Tab BR Sprint. See, speaking of horses that absolutely love the wet, Buffalo River, top of the market, and Oaked Blossom comes over as well. Five bucks the top. Taxu been up for a while. This horse, I know it's only had four or five runs, but it feels like sort of the middle of that that Sydney Carnival all the way to now. It's sort of been running, but. Um, goes okay, the horse for sure. Six bucks. Soxagon, 850. Emerald Kingdoms, nines. Uh, Gospodden is 11s. Blondo and Oscar Zulu at Zulu 10s. Dawn Passage is there at 15 bucks with Bullfinch as well and Gemsong. So, and again, we've got an 18 horse field, which could become who knows what on the weekend. But did you land on one? Oh, this, this was another tough race to assess for me. I definitely thought Buffalo River is one that I was definitely interested in. If they can find that lead from that middle gate and try and control it, and it's you know similar to the way Queensland has been playing in the last few weeks where it's hard to make up ground, I definitely think the Buffalo River will be hard to come down. And as you said, interesting, they've found Opie Bosson as well. He's obviously a top-class jockey and doesn't have a whole ton of rides, to be fair. So when you do see him pop up on a, on a horse like this, you've probably got to take notice. The other horse I do want to have a little spec at some half-decent odds as well as Taxu. You touched on that horse has been up for a little while as well. Fitness won't be the issue. He's had a little bit of a break between runs, but he's had that nice little tune-up trial in between. So he should be ready to go. And you just know that the horse will get through the going. He's absolutely destroyed them last time out in a benchmark 88. That's Sydney form. So it's not a massive, um, big rising class here, but 
I'm happy to spec him at that sort of $657 at the moment. Dawn Passage is the other one I had a sort of long look at and then I had to let him through to the keeper. I just don't know if they've worked out how to ride him. They used to go back with him and try and flash home and run on. Last start, he sat outside the lead and just sort of weakened a little bit towards the end. But I just don't know. Like $15, I might be having a play. But at this point in time, I'm letting him through to the keeper. It's funny with a horse like Dawn Passage. Like, it was a golden rose, golden eagle horse. Ran well in, the, in that sort of grade. But just sort of never ended up getting that really big scalp that I think a lot of people thought he would get. Um, I can't be with him, but 15 bucks seems a bit crook. If he, if he does cross over the line first, I'll be ill. I've got to agree. I think Buffalo River, five bucks in the wet, just looks a really nice bet. Pretty well placed with 57 and a half against sort of horses like Taxu, like only giving it three and a half kilos. When you look at the class of Buffalo River and Taxu sort of going on that, the ability it could be. So I think $5 for Buffalo River is a really good bet. 210 the place looks at outstanding bet. So if you wanted to put that Buffalo River into, into a few multis, maybe into a horse starting with Zed later on in the day, it might be, might be a good idea. I, I think you'll be going pretty well, Buffalo River. Race seven's the Doom and Cup. So we get to that horse that we talk about and there probably isn't a lot to, to cover in this race, but we'll do it anyway. So it's 2000 metres. Zaki looking to sort of repeat the Doom and Cup dose. He, he's $1.50 after a pretty good win, I thought, um, a couple of weeks back at, at, at the same track. So Polly Gray is next line eight. Huter is 11s. Kukarach is 12s. Then you've got Great House and the Chosen One. These, these staying horses that just continue to go around. Um, Maximals 23s with a few others. And Colding's 41s too, mind you. Gee whiz, 41 bucks for Colding. Um, Zaki, 150, put in, put out. Yeah, it's hard to find holes in him. I think it's bank uh, interest at this point in time. Polly Gray's second pick in the market. And yes, she ran well last start. She does go really nicely in the heavy. That's pretty much her only asset over Zaki. It's just super hard to poke holes in Zaki this week. I think it might be his last run for this prep. They might uh, tip him out for a spell after this. So look, there's no reason why he can't peak for this again. The only knocks I can find, like I say, is that super heavy track. He does get through it. He proved that in a Queen Elizabeth where he was in there behind Think It Over. And again, last start. So yeah, I, I just think it's bank interest. That last win was at Gold Coast. Sorry, I'm, I'll have to apologise there. Uh, Polly Gray took a little bit of ground off him, I thought, late, but probably probably fair enough. He did all the work out in front and probably was a bit of a sitting duck in those conditions. I think potentially he might have switched off as well towards the end. He might have known, like, really smart horses like that. They know when they've got the, ho- uh, the, the race cooked. So he might have switched off mentally a bit as well. Absolutely. Talk to me. So, Zaki, right? He's rated the fifth or sixth best horse in the world. Is that a fair assessment of where this horse is at? Or do you think that that's a bit of an overreaction? I think this campaign especially has set him apart. His overall best performance was last year's Doom and Cup. So over 2,000 metres. I just think at this stage, um, his middle distance trips are just... He is one of the top five for me. Um, there are horses overseas. It's hard to line up. So you don't know where they're going to get to, but... I think he could be even be top three or maybe the best by the end of this prep. We'll see what he does on Saturday. He is a star. It, it appears a, his race to lose. You, if he's getting rolled by Polly Gray, I tell you what, he shouldn't be in the top five horses, but it is tough conditions again. Um, the last race we're going to cover at Doombin is actually a pretty handy race again. So you see these, these fillies go around the three-year-olds. So Barb Raiders, top of the market, 450. Um, this is over 2,000. The, the ANZ Bloodstock, 
roses. Um, so Barbrader four forty, Smirk six fifty, Aravine is nine bucks with Willie Pike, Bell Savoir's nine fifty with Stalking, um, Chilco Lake tens as well with Biscayne Bay. Obviously coming out of that that um, that Oaks in Sydney as well. Barbrader's pretty smart. She's a very smart animal. I do wonder if two thousand is just pushing her limits though. Yeah, definitely. I think it's it's the other thing as well with her is that Craig Williams jumps off, uh, which is a massive loss for that horse. So, um, you know, they've found McAvoy. He is a top line jockey, but I'm big on the relationships a jockey has with their horse. And Craig Williams most often gets the best out of her. So, and I can see it as well that the trip might be a query. Um, so this was a bit of a no bet uh, race for me. There was one, you know, down the bottom that's a lightly raced um, and it's another J-Mac and, and Waller Tax uh, sort of thing here. But Smirk is a really lightly raced horse that's on the up. I didn't mind its run there last time behind Dynasties. Gypsy Goddess came out of that race as well. And that's a horse that's got a massive wrap on it. Just sort of stuck to that inside. It was the inferior ground and sort of kept grinding away to the line. So I thought that was a massive tick for me. And I'm happy to, to back up here and have confidence in that camp and especially J-Mac to get the kill here. I'm going to back two. So I thought it was actually not too bad of a betting race. Um, First one's number two, Biscayne Bay. So it's around that $15 mark. It was a super, super run in the Oaks in Sydney on a day where you couldn't really make much ground up. And I thought it actually ran a really good race. There's no queries about whether it'll get the distance. Ben Allen's in form. You got Mara and Eustace have given this horse a trial leading into today. So a nice sort of month freshen up to get over that soreness from those mud tracks. I think it comes to this race in, in really good order. I, I, it's the horse that there's just no query about distance wise. So 14 bucks for me is a little bit of a play. And then the other one that I wanted to have something small on was Belle Savoir. So this horse has only had four starts. Um, it's second last run at Caulfield. It was one of the strangest runs I've ever seen. It was over 1400. The horse was in the top two. Then it went back to seventh with three or 400 to go. And then it had a slashing last hundred. So it just screamed that this horse is looking for 2,000. And then it came out and ran a really good race at Sandown. I think 2,000 suits this horse down to the ground. So Biscayne Bay and then Belle Savoir for me. Just a little speck on both of them at some odds. Morfittville now. So we're going to go over to race five. So we've covered races four to eight at Doombin. And now we're going to roll over to Morfittville for five to nine. So we're going to kick it off in the dominant Centuro Stakes it's over 2,015 metres, which we love, Jackson. Who comes up with this shit? Seriously. Um, it's unbelievable. Like, obviously, it's a, obviously it's a rail thing and, and they're not actually trying to have the race over 2015. But, fuck, it's frustrating to read out. Foxy Fritters, 330. Le Chevalier is fives. La Dragon T is 550 with Silent Sovereign, six. Darrell, eight bucks. Deny knowledge, tens. One more try, 13s. The rest are $31. So it appears there's a four or five in the market of the class and they've been pretty well found. Absolutely, yeah. And this was a, a pretty straightforward one for me. I thought Foxy Frieda would be hard to beat. Um, the 2015, I've got no explanation for you there, Ned. I was, I was silent before, mate, because I really just don't know. I don't know where they're going with there. But yeah, look, Foxy Frieda, I thought that the price was okay. Um, stays, you know, up in trip now. It's, I think this is, this is going to be its trip here. And, um, yeah, like no, no need to spend too much time on, on this race. I think Le Chevalier is the other one that probably is a, is a decent chance, but outside of those two, I just think, um, you know, the race is pretty thin on class. 
For sure. This is my best bet for the whole day. Um, Foxy Fritter, I know you like this horse a lot. I had absolutely no luck in the early stages of the straight in its last start and then still came out and I thought it smashed the line late. And that's the class of that group two race is, I think it'll prove pretty strong for this. Obviously, Silent Sovereign won that race, but had a much easier run. We get a kilo off that horse. I think Foxy Frit is a really, really good bet. Probably my best for the, for the entire few meetings. Um, race six is the SA Phillies Classic. It's over 2,500. So they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel to find a few horses to fill some spots in this race. But um, do, is, how, do you, how, how do I say this, Jackson? Do you know? I go with do, sir. Do I'll go sir. with do, sir. I'm probably way off the mark, but let's, let's run with that. Okay, so do sir sounds better than do core, which was what I was going to go with. So do sir from gate gate 18 with Michael D on board, 3.30. Um, the Amazonian is 4.60 with Mamunia is fives. Bundle of fun, $8. Lady Chant, 10s. Morissette, and then the rest are 20s. Um, you like his favourite a bit, don't you? Yeah, I do. I do. He was second in a VRC Oaks. So that's super form for this. Willoughby won that race and was less than a length off her. So I just feel like this whole campaign has been tapered up to this race. It's proven at the trip, which a lot of these horses aren't. I didn't mind the price, similar to the race before with Foxy Frieda. I just thought it's a it's a put-in takeout situation. The only real knock for me is the gate, where they're going to get to. Hopefully they're on that three wide trail and can find some cover and try and peel off and and uh, just show that staying prowess because I just think it's the superior stayer in this field. For sure. Um, moving on to race seven, um, we've got the RA Lee Stakes. It's over 1,600. Dallas Ann. Now, this is a horse that's just run in just about every group one in the Southern Hemisphere and just cannot get a hold of one. Um, I don't think he's going to get much of a better chance than this, but it's 320 here. Um, Exolita's 480 with Jamie Carr and 53 kegs. Sosie Bond, 650 with Junipal at sevens. Cherry Tortoni, one of your favourites, is uh, 750 as well. The rest are double figures. I'm actually going to be really interested. We haven't discussed this, right? So I'm, I'm keen to hear your thoughts. Did you like one? Yeah, I mean, like Delisane's the starting point. What do we do with him? Do we take him on trust? Do we just go, look, he's been aimed at, at some of the best races around the country. He's always started around that $30 to $40 mark. He hasn't really made an impression um, apart from that 1600 meter race. What was the name of it, Ned? He ran uh, okay behind Mr. Brightside, the, um, the Doncaster. Yeah, the, Don, the Donny. The Donny. So he ran okay there. All his other starts were he didn't really make an impression or eat into any margins at all. So you can come from the standpoint of, yes, he's come from the, the superior form lines, but has he done much in those forms and in those races himself? I'm going to say no. So I'm going to take him on. I do concede he's in really well at the weights. Um, he's in super well at the weights, actually, and um, he, he can find a nice enough spot from there. But the horse I do want to back, and it's a horse that we've followed quite a lot throughout the second again potty, is our mate Cherry Tortoni. Yeah. Just, peaked, just peaked on the run out to 1,700 last start. Was the top weight that day. Had to lug 59. Gets a little bit of a weight relief here. It will get back, as we know, but the horse has got a booming finish on its day. It's back to 1,600. That's its pet trip. I'm happy to take that each way price. Not the best at the weights, I'll, I'll concede that, but the weights are not the be-all and end-all at the end of the day, and I'm happy to take that price for Cherry. I think it's a horse that's uh, still got more to give. Okay, question for you. How many races do you think Cherry Tortoni's won? Four. Six? Right. How many do you think have come on soft ground? I'd say most of them, all of them. Five. So wow. six starts on soft for five wins and a second. So... 
if this horse gets any sort of sting out of the track, might just suit it right down to the ground, but does get 57 and a half, which I think is probably a little bit stiff compared to Dallas Hands 55. I can't disagree with Cherry. I just, I've, I've missed a few times when it has won and I've been on when it hasn't. So I've sort of thrown the horse out. I'm going to play Sosi Bond. Like, oh, no. I know the horse is psychotic and I know it's one of those ones that you should just never say the name of. Oh, but no. I thought it was a very, very good run behind Imperial Lad. They walked that day. Imperial Lad completely controlled the speed. And I thought actually Sosi Bond was going to go past. I think 650 in this sort of race looks like a nice price. They have figured this horse out a little bit. You have to admit, it's not the same horse that it was a year and a half ago. It, it, it's definitely come leaps and bounds. Absolutely, um, yeah. But yeah, I, will I be throwing, you know, thousands, millions, lots of pennies at this horse? No. But in terms of a tip, it, it's it's the one that I have on top, purely because I just can't back Dallasan until he wins. I, I agree. I agree. I, I don't think Dallasan is a horse that you, you can trust at this point in his career. He's a long way back in class. We've touched on it, but he just needs to do it at the end of the day. You need to get a kill. You need to get the punters back on side. And at that price, I don't want to be with him. So Stacey Bond and Cherry Tortoni in that race. Um, we'll move on to race eight. So it's the Goodwood. So we've got the big group one in Adelaide. Um, they, a lot of these horses have sort of based their entire preparations around a race like this. So Extreme Warrior, young horse, 53 and a half kilos is five bucks in the boat. Who's just literally just gone on the biggest upward trajectory. You'll see a horse go on, um, is, is a really, really handy type. So seven bucks there. Behemoth 850, not really sure where he's at. The Astrologist tends with the Inferno at 11s. Bellini Patina's 15 bucks, as is Lombardo with Savage 2XL at 18s. General Beau, Regards Marie, Hal Vorson, Instant Celebrity. It's a really good little field that they put together. I'm Kang, what do you think? Yeah, this is probably the best waste over the weekend uh, for me, but the speed is going to be on here, Ned. This is going to be a blistering pace. So in the boat, has to roll forward from that wide gate. They've got no choice there. Savage 2XL's got speed. The Astrologist will be up there. Asar the Cat will be close enough. Uh, he just put himself outside the lead and does his usual run. It you know, looks like a massive chance at the 2-300 and just absolutely falls in his own lap. That's what he does. He's just the horse that... Uh, he's not a horse. He's a cat. Put it that way. He's gone. He's, he's gone. He's, he's gone. Yeah. We talk about recycling. He's in the bin. He's gone. gone. He, he's, at the, he's at the tip. He's at the tip. He, he's long been in the bin and he's gone. He's in the tip. I, I, uh, I stuck my neck out for him last start. Never again. Uh, and you know what? He'll probably come out and, and do something at 34s this week. So let's leave it there with Asa. I don't want to spend any more time on that cat. Um, Extreme Warrior is the starting point, Ned. He's, uh, I'm not sure if you've seen, but he's off to stud after this Saturday. So this is his last ever race. Um, all the best to Connections. Good luck with them. Mick Price and Kent, um, they're just the, the ultimate uh, duo. They know how to prepare these horses for these grand finals. They've got a lot of confidence and a lot of sort of, it's sort of like quiet little sort of certainty about this horse. They've just kept him nice and lightly raced. They know he's still a cult. Um, he's got a, you know, abundance of talent. He just really hasn't been able to get that group one kill. This is his opportunity here. I just think, you know, he's, he's fresh. He's, he's had a nice little tune up. First up run was really nice. Set outside the lead and was too good for them. Horse is going to be fit. And for me, he's the starting point. The saver for me is the Inferno. He was very close to being in the recycling. That sort of area that we talk about a lot where you keep your old Chinese food and your milk cartons and all the rest of it. He was very close to being there. And he's, he's just pulled me back in there. That start there where the, the, um, 
Uh, a few of these runners came out of it, actually. There was Free of Debt. Um, Asar came out of that same race as well. He was the only runner to make up genuine ground in that race. He got well out the back, sw- uh, was swooped out wide and just absolutely slashed home. Only finished less than a length off them in the end. So if, he, if Zara can get him out from that sort of inside gate and find a gap for him, he's definitely going to be finishing off hard. But he'll be my saber and Extreme Warrior is the main bet. Fair enough. I, I like the Inferno as well. Probably don't need to add a lot to your points. And, and the other one I'm going to play is Bella Nipatina. Um, I can't let her go around at 15 bucks, especially with the hot speed that's going to be on. It does appear to set up for a horse that has, isn't going to be back last, but he's going to be sort of running home strongly. And I, th- I think it is 15 bucks and 480 to find out is just, I think it's a really nice price. I do concede Extreme Warrior, it, it's a star. Like he is a star. He's a very, very good three-year-old. I can't believe they pulled the trigger this early of going to start. I didn't actually know that. So it's a shame that we, we do this to these horses. Like the horses had seven starts and never won above a group three. So it's disappointing, but I can see why the money in it's ridiculous. But yeah, the Inferno and, and Bella Nipotina for me. Right. Well, that's it for... Actually, we're going to cover the ninth at Morpherville as well. So we'll have a look at the ninth. So it's the Proud Mistakes. I mean, it's over 1,200 metres. They've actually come up with a nice little field here. I'm so you've got Sarah Dessis, 310, um, Craigie Williams with another award at 390. Miss Albania's nine bucks from Bless Her at 10s. Gimme Par 10s as well. Iron Bean is, is, is actually on the same line as well. There you go. They've got three or four horses around that $10 mark. Um, I could not go past a horse called another award in this race. I thought it was a fantastic run last start. Um, that was in a group one behind Snap Dancer, beating home horses like Bella Nipotina. I thought around that $4 mark was a good bet. What'd you like? Yeah, definitely. That's the form. September run comes out of that race as well. End away game. So that's super form. And, um, you know, you touched on Bella Nipotina. Looks like being a big chance in the group one in the race before. So you have to respect that. The horse I'll be backing. Um, and I will I will have a spec on your thing just to, just to add a little bit of confidence there and give him strength. But the other horse I do want to have a good look at is Miss Albania. Comes out of a similar race that we touched on before. The, the race that Free of Debt run. It was just an on-pace dominated race. Miss Albania was in behind them, just had to wait for that run and was okay through the line. I think coming back in class a little bit here and stepping up to the 1200 uh, is her type of go. So I'm happy to give her a little spec there at the $9 each way. Awesome, mate. Um, we'll wrap up Morfittville there. We're going to just do two races really quickly. So around the country. So we've got both race seven. So race seven at Rose Hill and race seven at Flemington. We'll start at Flemington. Um, so we've got the Hilton Nicholas straight six. It's a 1,200-meter race, and you've got favourites front page who absolutely brained a field down in Wagga by about five lengths last week. Um, I can see justified 3.30. It's our times. Melbourne horse coming up. Three, sorry, Melbourne horse again, 3.50 with John McNeil. Ranting 7.50 with Curran, 9.50. Um, the rest are double figures. It's his race to lose if he runs to the way that he ran at Wagga, but... What'd you like? Yeah, do you know what? I didn't mind It's Our Time. I know there's not a massive gap between them at the prices. Um, I just thought this horse has is, got really good form on the board. He's got a, a second less than a length behind Extreme Warrior two starts back at Caulfield. So he's he's a horse that does have genuine ability. Yes, he hasn't had the same campaign that Front Page has had, and it's probably reflected in the prices a little bit. There's not too much between them. I'm pretty happy with that's 370, 380, uh, whatever you can get on Saturday. He missed the kick last start, and that was pretty much the end of his race up this, um, at, at Caulfield. Comes back over here, up the straight. Um, he's been up the straight before. He's had a good look. 
I'm happy to spec him. I think he's a really good chance, actually. Awesome. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with front page. I thought just really, really, really good win. Um, 3.30, happy to take that. Um, they've come over here, obviously, looking for a little bit more prize money. Um, second up, good opportunity to win. One I want to just give a little mention to is Curran. Um, it's $10. It ran a really, really good race at Caulfield last start, and that was only half a length behind Extreme Warrior. So this horse is a favourite in the Goodwood. Curran's one of those horses that sort of sits up on the speed, creates its own luck, and has 54 kilos as well. So wanted to pay a little bit of respect there also. Race seven, Rose Hill, we're going to go to now. So if you're flicking through your phone at the moment, you've probably done 150 back and forth. So apologies for that, but I'm, I'm working hard too. We've got all grounds covered here at second again, mate. We've got everyone covered. Don't you worry. Absolutely. And we've got something exciting coming after this one as well, which I think everyone's waiting for. We've got the City of Parramatta Lord Mayor's Cup. That's over 2,000. Bethancourt. Now, this is, this is a gelding that has literally just found form out of absolutely no, nowhere. Two in a row, looking for three. It's 4.40. Elias is fives with Hopeful. Um, Iris Sequels also fives there. Moroni, um, sort of a weird preparation. I think people thought the horse is going really well. Sort of hasn't found its groove since coming over here. It's 12 bucks. Um, Mirren, 17s, and then further down to 20 plus. Bethancourt's going well, and you know it's going well on wet ground. Is it as simple as that? Look, I do think it's the starting point. Uh, in fairness, you don't need to take much uh, improvement to be able to put together a couple of wins in these staying races. So I will say that. We've obviously had a lot to say about where the stays are at, um, not just in Sydney, but you know around the country. There's just not much depth there, unfortunately. And with that being said, I love to take notice when these overseas horses, whether they come from Europe or America or wherever they come from, I do take notice of them when they do step out. That horse that fits the profile is the Annabelle Nation prepared hopeful. Um, so they found Rachel King for this week, resumed over a mile at Hawkesbury um, in a race that uh, Kerwin's Lane won. Kerwin's Lane by no measure is a superstar, but that race for hopeful was just more of a nice little tune up just to get a run on the board, just to get some fitness in those legs. They've now stepped this horse out to 2000 meters. It's going to be much better suited out here. I think it's got the most talent and ability of these runners may not have the runs on the board just yet. It's only second up where a lot of these horses are, been up and running for a little while i'm betting and banking on that the horse can get home on class and i'm more than happy with the five dollars at the moment i think it's uh probably one of the best uh, gambles on the card bang bang hopeful for annabelle nation i do like when these horses come from overseas and they start to show a little bit so and, and, and as well as that just starting in a preparation where it's not you know these big races like trying to get a few soft confident kills See if you can get a few wins in in the winter months, and then come back maybe for a big spring. So nice to hear. I'm excited. So something I look forward to every weekend. I'm not really having much of a pun at the moment. Just trying to be well behaved, but failing miserably at that. Um, playing footy obviously on the Saturdays, but there's one thing that I can guarantee you. It's that I'll have eggs on toast pre-game Saturday morning. And the second thing is, is that we get a superstar stellar tip from Jackson Laurie. Best Western. Give it to me, Bella. Best Western, boys. Uh, we went bang last week early and we're going again. We're actually going one race earlier. We're at Belmont again, out in the, over in the sunny state of Perth, and, or WA, I should say. And uh, we're in race one. So, boys, this is the top weight. We're on Rev It Up. Uh, we are going in a two-year-old race. So, you're going to have to just take me, take me for, for my form here and just hope for the best, but 
Rev it up as a horse that will go forward, will lead this lot up. It's first up. It's had two lovely trials where it's won by absolute spaces and wasn't asked to do much in either. It's probably got the sharpest uh, sort of three, 400 of any of those two-year-olds over there. I just think it's a, it's a put in take out job. It'll lead small field first of the day. Let's get a kill early. Let's get one on the board. Rev it up. I love it, Jacko. You're getting me a bit toey, mate. I'm getting a bit revved up over here just listening to So um, there you go. Best Western, rev it up. Nice and early in the day, little two-year-old. Just to, you know, just to, you know, just something small there. Just something to build the bank. Um, my best bet comes race five at Morphville. That's Foxy Fritter. Um, I'm sure you agree as well. This horse looks extremely hard to beat. Um, coming at us from nice form lines. And, and yeah, I just think 3.30. Chop it up if you can. Did you have a best somewhere else or are we just sticking with that best Western? Yeah, the best Western is probably the the one that I do think is the best winning chance of the whole weekend. The one that I touched on before, Hopeful, is probably the horse at a little bit of those longer odds around the $5 mark. I think it's a super bet. What's the plan for the weekend, mate? Are we punting? Are we going anywhere? Are we got any nice dinners planned? What are we doing? Mate, I got soccer again at 3 p.m. So like it's every week, 3 p.m. So you miss all the best races. You got to sort of uh, have your bets before and, and hope for the best. But um, yeah, a few drinks after that. Try and hopefully see a bit of green in that bet slip once you finish your game. Hopefully it's not crimson and, and just a bloodbath everywhere. But um, yeah, what about yourself, mate? Yeah, I got footy as well. Um, so Friday night will be pretty quiet, I reckon, into into Saturday. Saturday sort of like that time where I just put the phone down and good opportunities to zero in the footy. Um, and then Sunday I'll probably cruise around as well. I'm trying to stay off the cans at the moment. Like it's so hard because every if you win then you go out and you're excited and you enjoy the win. And then if you lose, you drown the sorrows anyway. So it's like, there's no middle ground here unless you actually put the foot down. I don't know if you find the same, but... No, I hear you. I hear you. You either drown your sorrows or, or you're drowning yourself in victory, mate. It's one of the two. Exactly. It's almost like I need a draw just to feel nothing. <laughs> just to feel a bit numb. Maybe that's the go. Maybe I'll try and tee up a draw for the weekend. Um, good luck on the punt and, and good luck with soccer as well. Hope you have a good weekend. I'm sure we'll chat next week. Um, beauty, mate. Cheers, Ned. Thanks guys. All the best.